This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing... Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. How the devil are we all? (laughs) I don't think you can hear it or not. My throat is still sore from uh, last night. I'll tell you what, don't don't ask me about my arse because at the end, I was up until the second goal went in. Excuse me here. <clears throat> we are back to league action at the weekend, and it's a small matter of this. Devil, devil, devil. 
we are traveling up to Geordie land and taking on the uh, the magpies and let's welcome in our, our guest for this evening's preview and that's john who's a big newcastle fan good evening john hello chris um how are you doing mate you good um i'm not so bad mate uh, well apart from technical problems how are you um well i'm okay and i'm not fully bad just um you know you're right it's just the technical problems at the moment here sort of thing but um actually working on it mate so other than that i'm not gonna get stressed on it but i'm okay <laughs> there's bigger things going on in the world but um right. thanks for joining us anyway and thanks for sort of managing to get on um uh, your links are in the description below on youtube but uh, just tell everybody how they can find you yeah, sure. You can find us on, well, quite a few now. Like, you can find us on John Sinclair TV, on the YouTube, on the Twitch, and also you can find John Sinclair 50 on Instagram, and you can also find us on John Sinclair TV on Facebook, and of course on Twitter, John Sinclair. Brilliant, brilliant, mate. Well, you're most welcome. Uh, you're a great lad. Uh, if you like football crack, then, then do follow John. Uh, he's a good laugh. And apparently, I think subtitles are available on most of his videos, so don't worry about uh, <laughs> don't worry about that accent, you know. Oh no! <laughs> uh, sorry, mate. I, I had to I had to get it in. I had to get ah, sorry. <laughs> this is Leicester Till I Die TV. We're on um, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter, and of course, if you are on YouTube, it's Leicester Till I Die TV. Please give us a like and please give us a um, subscribe as well. And uh, if you're listening on your major podcast platform, we're available on most of them as Lester's Lie Diet. Thank you very much indeed. Um, a quick hello here to, um, are we to Scott. Good evening. Um, yeah, he's still on cloud nine from last night. Uh, only see one result Sunday and unfortunately for John, P.S. Hope you're well, but a Leicester win. <laughs> He's covering all bases there, isn't he? You know, I mean, yeah, I, man. I don't expect that you watched it yesterday, but I was—I've been chatting obviously to a few Newcastle fans um, during the week. You all going to the match? I need a Newcastle fan that isn't going to the match to do a watch along. But you know, it, they were saying the ones that I've spoken to, they sort of said, "How would that affect Leicester going into the?" Uh, into this weekend's game. Do you think it would have been better if we'd lost? I mean, we're coming in on a high, but if, we, if we'd lost, we'd be coming on in a, we've got a point to prove. So I guess either way, it, it, it's difficult for you. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I mean, both teams are just, um, you know, I think you're pretty much safe now, to be fair, but um, we're going in a game, um, how do we put it, um, with a win against Wolves, stop the rot, um, because you've got lost three games in a row. And we won on some, that's the idea. And um, for Leicester, it's been up and down season four years. I can't lie, but it's not been a brilliant season. But it hasn't been an awful season. But it's been yeah. a bit of a mixed bag for you at the minute in time. But um, this game, I mean, it's like playing, it's like, um, like playing on flip-flops on at the moment, if, if I'm honest with you. But it's still be a cracking game, Chris. And this is the guy yeah. that I'm going to enjoy watching. Yeah, and I think it will be. Uh, and I think one thing with these games is there's always goals. Um, and and the thing with Newcastle, I mean, obviously you're a different prospect now to the Newcastle we met earlier in the season at, at the KP and, and, and beat you 4-0. Just had to just had to slip that in. But that, <laughs> that, that was on the back. I mean, you beat us, uh, was it 4-3 at the end of last season? 
Yeah. Uh, when that was not expected at all. I know all the Newcastle, mm. no Newcastle fan was predicting a Newcastle win on that one. And and you did. But it's obviously a different Newcastle, but it's also a different Leicester. Because we've had, as Andrew says here, you know, we've had so many injuries all season, and we've not the manager's not gone on about it, but at one point we had nine sort of defensive injuries. So we've now got the team coming back, and I think we're seeing the performances that that's showing that. And you're now a different team because obviously you've got a new manager, new ownership, and new players. So I think it's going to be a cracking game. Yeah. I mean, you're right there. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I mean, um, Eddie Howe's turned the um, um, season around since he's come in. And uh, we won something like seven or eight games since he's come in. And, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a cracking game. And um, the players have seen what for it. I mean, without um, Trippier and Wilson still not coming in yet, we're going to go into that later on, of course. But, um, yeah. look, like I said, I mean, um, you've still got some cracking there. Players like Tillemans there. you got Dakar, I think he'll play on Sunday. And um, I can see goals in it as well now because um, both teams are both going to really go for it. And um, hopefully, whoever wins this game is going to deserve to win the game because of the attacking prowess. Yes, yeah. I mean, talking Eddie Howe, uh, I'm a big Eddie Howe fan. Uh, I live just outside Bournemouth. I saw what he'd done, where he took Bournemouth from and to. Um, you, you've got to be pleased with him so far. Do you see him as, I mean, I, I did wonder when you took him on, whether he was the short term, because there's all the rumours about, obviously, Emery and whether he was coming, then he said he wasn't, etc. But with Eddie Howe, I wasn't sure whether he was going to be um, like an interim manager, if you like. And, you know, mm. when you get moving, because your owners have said that they're not looking to sort of immediate success and they know they're going to have to build it up, which is great. They've obviously, you know, shows they've got their head screwed on. Do you think... Ed is there for the long term, or do you think he's just taking it to the next level? Um, I'm hoping Eddie Howard is going to take it to the next level because he's a young manager, he's 44 years old, and he's plays football the right way. All we're asking for Newcastle fans is to give us a style of player, show us a style of player, rather than the last manager we had before. And then he comes in and um, he gave us a style of player that fans will enjoy watching. And is sporting good players going to come in generally? Now, my opinion is, right, and I don't think Newcastle fans are going to be popular with us at all whatsoever, and I'm going to say it, but um, the players have brought in, like Quiswood, Dan Byrne, right? are they going to be long-term futures? Are mm. those two players going to take us, um, get us into yeah. a title in future years? Are they going to take us um, into Europe as well? I'm not really so sure. Kieran Trippier will. Matt Target yeah. possibly will, because he's um, defensively sound. Dan Byrne, I love him, right? I think he's a good player, but he ain't going to take us um, to a title. He's not going to get us into um, into a top six and or trophy winning, like you know. But he works hard. Chris yeah. Wood, he tries his best. Yeah, I mean, God bless him. But at the end of the day, he's not going to get us twenty goals and get us into yeah. top four. So yeah. look, as Eddie Howe, he will get good players come in. He plays football the right way. He's young. And he's got, to, he's got to be given an opportunity here. Do you know what I mean? You've got to give him like a three, four-year project. Though. You can't keep changing managers here. My opinion is, I get a lot of people on me chat, um, people like Ginger, saying that Eddie Howe will not take us to the next level. He ain't going to get us there. If he starts poorly, he is done. The bottom line is, yeah, we are Spambius, right? It has to be that's where we are at this moment in time. And Eddie Howe needs time, in my opinion. And if he give him a chance, he'll get us a trophy. 
But if he's ever going to be sat, and I know God forbid he doesn't get sat, then uh, have to be an elite manager coming. The next manager takes already how yeah. will have to be an elite. Well, that's what manager. I was thinking. I mean, you know, obviously the, the club is now going to be ambitious. Totally 100% get that. You know, you, you'd be disappointed if they weren't. And you're now in a position financially, you're playing with the big boys. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if you get to the point where, like, a bit like, a, you know, a, a Man City or Chelsea, if you're going to have a manager, you want a name, you know, and, and a name that's going to attract the bigger players. Or if Eddie Howe does well and, you know, gets you for the next couple of seasons, you maybe sort of mid-table next season, and then maybe into Europe the season after, and then looking at challenging, yeah. does he stay? Or like I say, do you just stay right now? With, now the time is we, we need a big name in. Um, I understand what you're trying to say, yeah, but um, it all depends how we do next season. If Eddie gets us in the top 10, yeah, then I'll keep him on because, yeah. um, you know, he's doing a wonderful job. I mean, I'm not going to um, say uh, how out because, um, listen, he's my manager. It's as simple as that. And, you know, but one thing I'm going to say, right, we are going to be linked to players, right? That's number one. Number two, right, um, if they don't want to come to Newcastle, now I did a, a press conference reaction today, right, and I talked about Victor Oshiman, right? It's basically reports come from Italy in Naples, right, Napoli, come and said that Victor Oshiman will not come to Newcastle. He's got he's got no interest in coming to Newcastle United, yeah. But the problem is that's not down to um the reporters. That's this is decision solely. Now, if Newcastle offered eighty five million pounds for to Napoli, right, and they said they turn it down, say okay, cool, that's fair enough, yeah. But if De Laurentiis, the Napoli president, decides he's going to accept the offer, right, that's down to the player, yeah. yeah? If Fit Osman turns us down, right. Is going to regret for us in his life because one day we could play Napoli in the Europa League or Champions League, right? And mm -hmm. if it comes to St James's Park, he's going to be thinking, Wow, hang on a minute, why did I turn this club down? Because this club's a special club, yeah, mm -hmm. and he loves to play us if we do well. But at the end of the day, if you don't want to come to Newcastle, okay, cool, we move on, yeah, you only get mm -hmm. one opportunity, yeah. So don't come corner for us and say, oh, I want to come to Newcastle because you're winning things, yeah, you had your chance. Yes. And you blew it. So at the end of the day, back on Eddie's sort of thing, I'll take him, I'll keep him, give him yeah. a couple of seats and see what he does. Uh, Andrew asked a good question there. Uh, do you feel players will only come to Newcastle for the money now? If that's the case, then Andrew, then we don't want them at all because um, mm. at the end of the day, you come to Newcastle because you want to win trophies, you want to win cups, you want to win the title, fight for the title because we're just club of the world. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to play for money, right, be honest about it. But I don't want Pima Dollars at Newcastle United. I want players mm. going to play for the badge. That's number one. You play for the badge. You play for yep. the badge in front of your shirt. The fans going to remember you from the back of the shirt. And that is my motto. I'm going to say Newcastle fans uh, soon find you uh, find players out if they're prima donnas and they don't uh, they don't take to you at all, do they? Fair, fair point to you know fair, fair point to them as well. And I suppose it's it's a difficult job now because um, you know Eddie's going to have a list of sort of players that he wants. You know he he's going to know. I would imagine he'll say right this is this is your budget and he'll be given the budget and he'll mm -hmm. go and you know get whatever he can and, and say whatever he wants. And it is going to be a uh, a very much a difficult time for Newcastle because 
whether the player's coming for the money or not, and I, and, I, and I kind of don't blame them because at the end of the day, it's a job to them like it is to us. And if we get a better job offer, we leave and we move on. Mm. But, you know, you go knocking on somebody's door and they open it up and they see it's Newcastle. You know, I add a couple of million pounds on his Newcastle. <laughs> they're going to, they're just going to sort of start upping the price, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Again, right, I mean, they know you're the richest club in the world. They know how much money they've got. They're going to try and fleece us, yeah. But these new yeah. owners, right, are not stupid. They're mm. savvy business people. They're savvy business people, or we say businesses as well. They know exactly what they're doing. And the bottom line is, if they think it's too much, they're just going to simply walk away. It's simple as that. We offered um, 33 million for um, Egiteki from them, the French club, right? Yeah. And he, accepted it straight away. The lad didn't want to come. That is fair enough. I could understand why, because he was playing the first team. He don't want to come to Newcastle and be a sub. Yeah? I think it would have made a difference if he came to Newcastle, even though he's 19 years old. I know this small place is going to be tough, but yeah. you know what it is, right? I mean, people are going to see um, pound signs. Yeah? yeah? I don't want that. I want I want players going to come in and play for the badge, yeah? But I think it's going to be an exciting season. I really do. And I can't wait to see who comes through the door. But according to a port site as well, because um, Luke Edwards, site from uh, The Telegraph, he said uh, that um, we're going to be given £60 million to spend, right? They're, they ain't going to come out um, and say we're going to spend £20 million this summer. They're going to keep it no. quiet, you know what I mean? And all these people got to realise now, just say, well, look, we're going to get this player, we're going to get that player. They're talking about getting Mbappe. Nunes, yeah, Haaland, we're not going to get this player, that's a tour whatsoever. We're not going to get them, yeah. yeah? People's going to, like, take a chill pill, right? Relax, right? See who comes through, <laughs> and then just look forward for the summer. Yes, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's very true, and, you know, it, it's... I mean, 60 million, in fairness, probably won't get you one... Well, it might get you one or two players, but I think you're going to need more than that, because, you know, the... There's a lot of positions I think you need to to improve yeah. on, um, mm-hmm. and you know the players that you've been able to buy is completely different to the players you can now buy. And I'm just thinking, like you said, they're not going to say this is how much money we've got because then then again that's another reason for clubs to sort of put prices up. But it and again I think I might be wrong here, but I think it's an involved. I think the managers that you, the players that you're going to get now. And not they're going to be not necessarily be on very long deals because they're going to be with you a couple of years. Because I think in a couple of years' time, if the plan goes well, and then you're sort of looking at top four positions, you're going to be looking for another type of player, a step up from the ones that you've been buying. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, we do need players all over the pitch. Yeah, my opinion is, people say that we're going to take, we need to take our time. We need to sit back, take our time. They're going to do a slowly build. Yeah, the Premier League now is fast paced. Yeah, if you want to be in the top four, if you want to be in the top six, right, then you're going to have to spend the money. If that means, and I don't want to say this, right, I mean, pass me say, if you're going to spend something like 150, 250 million quid in that summer just to get onto their level. Then mm. cool. Then you're gonna to have to do it. You look at clubs like United, right? I mean, Everton Hag's gonna come in in the summer. I guarantee. You, yeah, they're not gonna. He's not gonna walk in with them a title. Yeah, Arsenal on the Mikateta bottles it. Yeah, let's be real. Tottenham, you don't know if Conti's gonna stay. Yeah, mm. then you, the three's gonna to come to. So I mean, Man City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Yeah, those three are guaranteed nailed on gonna qualify for Champions League the following season as well. It's the question who's going to get that full spot. 
That's yeah. the thing. Now, these people are serious, yeah? It depends how desperate they would be in Europe, yeah? If you can get top four, cool. I'd tear that sort of thing, yeah? That'd be brilliant. Mm-hmm. I've got, um, and what do they call elite mentality, yeah? But some of our fan base, right, are quite happy finishing the top 10 and a trophy, yeah? For me, I'm 52. I want to be in Europe. I want to win trophy. I'm greedy. Do you know what I mean? Am I patient? Yeah. I am indeed. But at the end of the day, Right, if they really want to get in the top four, top six, or whatever, then you're gonna to have to spend the money. But I just got a feeling that they're not gonna go mad at it this season, but yeah. the following season they may have to, yeah. So it'd be yeah. interesting, and um, yeah. we'll see what happens, yeah. No, and like I said, I think you've got the sensible owners there. Um, Andrew asks here. If you have visions of Newcastle playing in Europe, do you think Eddie Howe is the manager to get you there? I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier, but um, yeah. I think the thing is, if he's doing well enough for you, why get rid of him? Exactly. I mean, he's he's earned the right to um, he earned the right to get us there. So he's got given that opportunity to see what he does in Europe. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like I said, he's ambitious. He's young. He got given that chance, and this is the thing. Now, what it is, right? You can't get someone in the top four or in Europe and then go and sack him. That would be absolutely harsh. Well, you, know you can I mean? if you're Chelsea, but that's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to be Chelsea, but then again, yeah. Chelsea does sack managers and win titles. This is the thing. But at the end of the day, I think, um, listen, honestly, I mean, if Gesson entered into Europe, anyhow, deserves a chance. And yeah. You know, you see what you have to do. But then again, we, we go, we won't attract players coming in. I think it'll be fine. And um, that's what we need to do. If we can get in the top six, top seven this season, I'll be over the moon, Chris, because we as fan base deserves that. We had 14 years on the Ashley. We have not qualified for Europe since 2012 13 season when Paldi got us fifth. Yeah. Got us in the yeah. quarterfinals of Europe at League. Urged to be knocked out by Benfica. But at the end of the day, I think, look, I think we're going to be okay. It's just being a bit ambitious. Just give Eddie a chance. And um, yeah. and if he gets sacked, forget us in Europe, that would be very, very harsh. But, mm. if, like I said, if they are going to sack him, you've got to get an elite manager. That football club, yeah. right, it's an elite stadium, elite city. It needs an elite manager. These owners are the richest in the world and they want the very, very best. Yes, yeah. Um, quickly, one last question before we move on to the game itself. Uh, Scott says, um, hi Scott, how are you? John, do you see Newcastle raiding players from the Championship and across the lower league teams in Europe or looking higher? My opinion is, right, we can offer them um, the, the money for the player. I'll give it like Sven Bottom, we'll come to him in a bit. Mm. Um, championship players, I don't think we will. I really don't think we will because um, I think we should be aiming higher than that. We need to be ready. Like I said, you've already been in the top um, six, top seven, um, top four, win a trophy. Then you've got to get the players in ready. You have to because um, at the end of the day, I mean, we are going to get players coming in. We might just get one of the best young managers in Europe. We may get players like that. Mm. And like Ekiteki be one of them. That uh, Diaz from... uh, he plays for Nantes as well. Talking off Nantes, I mean, the keeper I would love to get. I mean, neither, you definitely need a keeper in the summer. It's that guy called um, Lafont, Arban Lafont. He plays for Nantes and he's played for Fiorentina for one season. He had to go at the France because um, he wasn't ready for the Italian league. But mm. I'd definitely take him as a goalkeeper, for example. He's one of the best keepers in Europe, in my opinion. Yeah. And you look around like, Spanish leagues, well, you look at um, 
Italy as well. They've got some young players there which you can pick up as well. And um, listen, we need to get Dan Ashford through the door first, if we can. Otherwise, he won't come until November because we have to pay Brighton five million quid to conversation before we can get some Ashford through the door. But Newcastle don't want to do that, Chris. They do not want to do that at all. They're rather with until November so you can get them on free. This is the thing. You want to be successful, just pay the five million, right? Mm-hmm. Five million to them is chicken feed. Yes, yeah, I know yeah, this about football. Get me? Yeah. It is amazing how far this game's come when we say even for Leicester as well, like far five million, just pay it, you know. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's strange, isn't it? Um, let's just, I mean, in, oh, Andrew says here, uh, if you play in Europe, you virtually need two teams. Uh, and that is very true. I mean, we've just come out of Europe. Um, the, the team that, that played against Palace last weekend and won seven changes, and then seven changes back for last night's game, uh, which again we won. So there's going to be a lot of changes for uh, this this weekend's game. Uh, and like we said before, it is a two o'clock kickoff on Sunday at St James's Park. Um, these, this is the um, the form and information going into the game. Now, you, you know, you, you were on a good run. I mean, I think you're safe. Let's be honest with you. You're not. You're not going to be in trouble again by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but you have had a bit of a stutter these last few few weeks. I mean, you lost to Tottenham, uh, you lost to Everton. I mean, what happened with the Everton? Everybody was beating Everton. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I thought so against Everton. Hello? First first 30 minutes, I thought we were absolutely fine. We just couldn't put the chances away. But the second half, I thought we were absolutely shambolic. Everything went wrong. But as Newcastle fans, you're not allowed to have a uh, have a group of players. You're not allowed to um, dig players out. You're not allowed to be criticised them at all whatsoever as Newcastle fans. But I just say how it is. I thought we were very, very poor. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. One of the worst performances I've seen. Chris Wood should have scored that goal, by the way. That is mm-hmm. the thing. But Everton had chances as well. Anthony Gordon had a couple of chances as well in that game. But we considered a goal because ASM got knocked off the ball midfield trying to... um do fancy feet again. He got knocked off the ball. And then Dan Byrne got caught out again, right? Which uh, mm-hmm. allowed um, DCL to play a little pass inside Roby into the back of the net. That is down to um, ASM. I don't want to cuss on him too much yet, but um, he needs to um, show us. But Dan Byrne, especially I love him, I just, um, his positional player is absolutely poor. And that's cost us a game. But people's going to say that um, that um, 15 minute delay when that lad got tied to a goal post Tested, got tied to a goalpost, and people yeah. say we lost the game because of that. No, we didn't. We lost the game because we did not defend properly. It's as simple yeah. as that. But yeah. at the end of the day, Spurs, yes, considered some poor goals, right? And Chelsea, we just got unlucky because the player who scored that goal, Havertz, should never ever go on that pitch. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I know, I know where you're coming from. Uh, but you, you, you hit back with, I mean, it was a good win you got over Wolves because Wolves aren't, you know, they're, they're in uh, having a good season. Um, and you, you know, you're up against the Leicester side that suddenly, like you said earlier, you know, in, with not having a good season, uh, it has all been bad, but suddenly everything's dropping into place. You know, all our players are fit. You know, we actually had enough defenders to have two lots of two centre-backs for two games, you know, never never heard of all season. We didn't know we still got four centre-backs. 
And um, <laughs> somebody said to me the other day, we've got four centre backs, but um, it, suddenly it's all coming good. And you know, apart from the loss to Arsenal, which is a kind of looking at this game. Are you more worried about Leicester coming than you would have been, say, two or three months ago? Um, uh, if I'm honest with you, so far, I think we're comfortable at home because we won four games straight. I think it's five games straight we won, by the way. And um, I think we'd be comfortable playing at home now rather than go to Leicester, to be fair, because you don't know what Leicester's going to turn up yet. But um, yeah. I reckon that um, at the KP, it isn't that bad. Yeah, you have won games there. But mm. this is the thing. I think um, the fans are going to get right on top of us, right? Because they know that we're not safe yet. We're not safe yet. We need one more win, and hopefully it'll be good enough. But scoring goals is a worry, yeah? We're not scoring enough mm. goals, and that's the thing. We only won by Chris Wood penalty. But um, I don't think we scored more than one goal since Everton, the member services, right? That's about a couple of months ago. That is a worry. But that's just that's lies the problem. We need ASM to fix up, sort of thing, take on players, show us the players, the player that he is. Miguel Almiron, I'm sure he's going to start on Sunday because face is going to be out injured. Again, he needs to um, wake up because at the end of the day, he hasn't been scoring for ages yet and he hasn't created enough. That is the thing. He works hard. I love Miggy, but at the end of the day, I shan't, um, I shan't uh, be uh, having tears in my eyes if Miggy does move on in the summer. I mean, mm. especially I love him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you do keep freezing there, John. But uh, yeah, we'll I think so. Him. I don't know what it is. So no, no. Okay, not, not, not to worry. Um, Sorry, you keep coming back. That's the main thing. Um, I mean, you know, I don't think you're going to go down. I think there's, you know, yes, you probably, you know, need those wins to be mathematically safe. But I think when you look at the teams below you, especially as um, Burnley obviously of sat Sean Dyche today, which was a mm. totally, totally weird, you know, unexpected, but that's kind of played into everybody else's hands. So I do think you're safe. And I'm just looking at the form table here, uh, because at the moment, you know, you're 12, and I, and I suppose, you know, when you're looking back at the season, you, you know, you how the season started, I think you'd have probably taken the being 12th in the form table. Leicester, oh, and he's gone all together. No, hang on. Is he back? Is he back? Hey. That's the... Hey, you're back. You're back on your laptop. I am. I was about to say you're back on your lappy, but that sounds so wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> on a lappy. Yay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so know, much better. Like a lappy on a Friday <laughs> evening, is there? Um, oh, no. no. Welcome back. Welcome back. But, um, yeah, I mean... You know, we, 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 I'm looking at that and thinking, fourth, brilliant, we are hitting form at the moment. But it is, the big difference to me is, it is taking place at St. James's Park. And, you know, everybody says, oh, you know, home crowd's an advantage, etc. So, but so is at St. James's Park. You get that full house there and it is mm-hmm. rocking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if you keep winning games, especially at home, and get some points on the board as well, then... They should have flopped back. I mean, there's a, a couple of thousand. Um... Nope. And he's frozen again. It's uh, obviously the laptop is, is just as bad as the phone. Uh, we'll try and go. Bless him for trying and, and, and coming on. He is having sort of gremlins in the old works today. Um, 
I don't know if he knows he stopped at all, but uh, we, we've got we've got a nice, beautiful picture of a, a Newcastle fan there. So, I mean, our, our form at the moment, I'll carry on. Hopefully, he'll come back. Our form at the moment is is fourth, um, and let's uh, let's remove him from there and let's bring him back in. <laughs> Welcome back again. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Uh, sorry, but after you be fun, yeah, I've been. I'm a very patient guy, but I'm starting to lose <laughs> patience now here on my system. You so. can only take you can only take so much, can't you? You know. But no, we were saying about how home advantage. Probably more than as far as well as Liverpool, it's it's means so much. It is it is, does make a difference at St James Park, doesn't it? Can you hear again, please, Chris. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, I'm just saying we're saying about football and fans being the twelfth man, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But at Newcastle, you know the advantage that that crowd gives you when you are at home. It's it's probably along with Liverpool the the best in in, in the Premier League. I'll go, I'll go with that as well, Chris. I really do. I think you're right. I mean, Newcastle fans have, have a reputation getting behind the team and really get on top of these players as well because when that place gets going, the place gets going and they know what it is, right? It's all about the Geordie Raw. It's the atmosphere as well. And when they come to big games as well, such as like the Newcastle against Sunderland, Newcastle against Man United, Newcastle against... Um, Man City, then the fans really get on top of you. It's the most important thing. If we win, if we're winning, then I tell you what, that place is absolutely rocking. And if you perform on the pitch, and they're going to love you, sort of thing. Does that? Yeah, no, no, it did. I'm just looking here, um, and um, this is on, on form. For, this is for the whole season, though. On home form only, you would be 13th in the division. On away form, we would be 16th. So, you know, looking at this, I think you 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 would be favourites going into this. Um, but like I say, we've got we've got a lot of changes coming. I think I think you're going to see sort of seven changes from us. So I, I, I'm not even going to attempt to predict <laughs> what our lineup's going to be. Um, mm. But you mentioned Daka earlier. Um, because we, we've got, um, obviously, Vardy's injured, so there's going to be no Vardy there. Um, I mean, you've got Daka and you've got Inacho, and they both bring something different to the game. I mean, do Newcastle, do you play a high line defensively, or do you sort of sit tight at the back? Um, I've noticed sometimes the last few games, they have been set back a little bit, trying to play counter-attack in football. But when you do get the ball, we like to keep um, possession of football as well. So we like to keep the ball wherever we yeah. can. And that is the thing. It's all about the movement up front. And that's the most important thing. We tend to look at ASM quite a lot as well. And that's yeah. the thing. But when he gets the ball, he don't know what he's going to do. He's so unpredictable, right? Mm. But when he's on it, he is on it. But yeah. when you've got two or three players around him, then he just doesn't know what to do. He really doesn't know what to do. And um, he loses the ball easy. And what if I don't like about ASM? I mean, especially like him, he doesn't track back. He right. just has to flop his hand up in the air sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. That yeah. is the problem. Yeah. And um, when you do that, then I'm sorry for me, that's not that's unacceptable because you've got to work for the team. Eddie Howe, I mean, I'm getting a lot of people work, mates in Bristol, while I work. And they're saying, and they reckon that Eddie Howe 
reckons that ASM might not be there in the summer because they want to get the fifty million pounds for him. Now the problem is who's gonna who's gonna buy him? That's the thing. Mm. That's number one. Number two, he's rated fifty million. Who's which club is after him? I, the last time I looked, no one's is, isn't after him, Chris. You know what I mean? Because mm. he doesn't work hard enough for the team. But he's a game changer, and that is the thing. It gets people excited off their seats. But the midfield in Bruno, outstanding, absolutely outstanding. He um, passes the ball. He can do the dirty looks wherever it needs to be. And he's skillful in the midfield. is absolutely fantastic. His um, mindset's fantastic. John Joe Shelby, if you can get someone better than Shelby um, next season, I'll be happy with that. Joe Linton has got off the ball for the last couple of games. Maybe he's carrying an injury. And then the field front, you got like the ASM. It looks like Miggy's going to play, Amiron's going to play on Sunday to take Fraser's place because he could be out injured with a hamstring pull. And up front, it's going to be Chris Wood. <laughs> Is it, I'm going to come back to Chris Wood because I mentioned this on a, on a Newcastle show earlier in the week. And I was surprised at that. If anything, you probably hurt Burnley more than you actually gained an advantage yourself, but mm. he wasn't a 20 goal a, a season guy. He's not, I mean, we've had him at Leicester and I loved him when he was at Leicester, but he just didn't get the chances uh, because Vardy was coming through and we had Nugent uh, who was established. But for me, he's saying it was a weird, weird signing because, like I say, he's, he's not, he's not a he works hard and he works hard for the team, and maybe that's why Eddie, Eddie wanted him. But he's not going to get you 20 goals a season to keep you up. This is the thing, Chris, and that's exactly what we need at Newcastle. Someone's going to bang in 20 goals a season. And um, yeah. Chris Wood, I'm sure he works hard. I know people are saying that um, he's important to the team and he says he's doing an excellent job. But for me, in some of the games, he's been absolutely shocking. I can't lie. But at the end of the day, his first touch is not the best. The second's like a throwing. And you know what it is, right, Chris Wood? I mean, he does try. I'll give him time for trying. But he ain't my number nine. He's not my number nine for this next season. I can guarantee you that. But yeah. we pay, what, £25 million for this guy? When yeah. I heard him pay £25 million for him, I don't know if I'm flipping stool because I just think this is kind of a wind-up. 25 million quid. Yeah. And we mm. fell for it big time. Do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, people come out and saying that we needed a striker. We needed a striker. Yeah. We could have gone, uh, gone for Origi. Yeah. On yeah. A, on a three, or even on loan to the end of the season. But he didn't want to come, apparently. I don't know how truthful was that. But the bottom line is, we got Chris Wood now. He's here. We have to back him. But yeah. he would be nice. My number nine for the summer, but um, all I'm saying is he's doing his best, and that's all I can say. Mm. Um, <laughs> Scott, so can you see Newcastle going for Ronaldo in the summer? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, I'll take Ronaldo. Would you want him? Ronaldo all day yeah. long, all day long, all day long. I mean, I think um, I think he's done at United anyway in the summer. I think he's done. If Ed Tenag yeah. comes in, I think he's done because. He ain't going to take any crap from more players than he goes yeah, out. I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, you, 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 you're, quite, you're quite right. Um, let's just have a look at some... Um, oh, well, if I can get my mouse to work. Here we go. Uh, let's just have a look at some uh, information. Or did you know before the game? And I know you're saying that you know Newcastle has been playing well at home, but Leicester have actually won each of their last five Premier League away matches. 
at Newcastle United. Uh, in the league history, only at Leighton Orient have they won more consecutively. So we, we've got a good record against you um, <laughs> at Newcastle. I mean, we've played each other 29 times. This is just the Premier League, though. And uh, we both won 12. So it is, it is quite tight, but uh, we've not done too bad uh, at, at St. James's Park. Newcastle have won each of their last four Premier League home matches, as many as they had in their previous 24. I think that's a lot to do with uh, a certain Mr. Bruce leaving. Um, mm. Leicester James Madison has been involved in five goals in six Premier League appearances against Newcastle. Uh, against no side has been involved in more in the competition. Um, whether he will play or not, I mean, it's going to be very interesting because we made seven changes for the Crystal Palace game. And I think we're probably going to see the same number of changes again because we've got you now uh this week and then i think we've got everton is it have we got everton midweek or have you got everton midweek no i think you got everton midweek we've got everton midweek yes. yeah, i know you've got to play twice so no less yeah yeah we have yeah um yeah you've got palace midweek so i expect to see a lot of changes uh as i say when, when the team comes out uh on uh, saturday uh, uh chris wood talking of the devil uh, Chris Wood scored Newcastle's winner against Wolves last time out and is looking to score in consecutive Premier League matches for the first time since joining the Magpies. Was that his um, Was that his first goal for Newcastle? No, it's, that's his second goal of the season. He scored one away at Southampton, so oh, he's only right. scored two. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. Not, uh, not um, uh, end of, you know. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought it might have been his first. I think that's yeah. That's all of the uh, that's all of the did you knows. Um, do you expect Leicester to make a lot of changes? Um, I think they probably will do for a game against us as well because um, I think Leicester wants to finish the league as high as they can. So they mm. want to put out a strong team. I think for Fanners back, he um for Fanners back. The Fanners back, but. He played midweek against, well, last night against uh, PSV. He didn't play last su Sunday, but last Sunday we had um, Johnny Evans back. We've got Johnny Evans back now, mm -hmm. and we've got um, uh, Soyuncu, and they play well together. And then last night, no, no, hang on, you know, I'm getting so confused. <laughs> Let me have a look at the, because we've had so many players in and out. I'm sure Scott's going to remind me, but we've got the four defenders for Farna. I don't. I think this might be too soon for him. He might not play because having played last night, he may want to give him a rest to uh, for, for this game. But Evans is back, so Yunchu is back, and we've got Amati as well. So uh, I believe it was Evans and Amati against Palace. So um, we we will see. Um, I think there will be changes. Where where is your main threat going to be coming from? Um, our main threat is going to have to be from Bruno because he's the one who can make things happen for midfield. He's made the pass about, he made us through balls. Um, also, if John Joe Shelby wakes up and stop passing these decent balls, no much Hollywood passes. By the way, we'll be fine. If you give a free kick away in the edge of the box, Fabian Shearer punish you. He's good free kick specialist at our club. Bruno can take it as well, which I haven't seen off yet, as of yet. ASM, he's the one who can make things happen as well. If if he um sorts himself out, if he um wakes up and um stop showing us he's a fantastic player and stop being too selfish on the ball and yeah. um 
go for it as well. But spinal force has been shocking the flare slide, you know what I mean? But I can't lie. Um, what I want to see as well, I want to see Joel Linton back to his best, making those driver runs in midfield. So for me, it's all about getting good service from the wings with mm. me and ASM from the crosses and from Chris Woods to seat. And then hopefully things will be sorted out. And here playing 4 3 3, we just got to start from the front foot, get your lesser defence. I think your defence certainly are not the quickest. I can't lie, but they are solid. But it all depends on ASM. If he can just turn it on, place his best, get his crosses in, and make those um, the correct balls in, and don't be greedy, then we see a different ASM. So I'm expecting ASM to show up on Sunday. Doing talking about ASM, uh, we, we've mentioned a lot about players that Eddie Howe has brought in. Has he made a big difference to those players that were there under Bruce? So have you seen a, a marked, um, you know, response from them that, that they're putting more, you know, more effort in now? But also the fact that has Eddie Howe improved them? He has slightly. He has indeed. I mean, you're playing. You see, they were playing good football. We're passing and move the ball as well. He likes to play football, quick, quick touches as well. He likes to see that. That's 100% there. Um, Matt Target is a solid left-back. I mean, he doesn't get forward a lot, but when he does and puts those lovely left-foot crosses in, it's cool. But defensively, I think he's excellent. Um, target, he defends properly. Was, he, was, that, was it at the target that was at Aston Villa? Yeah. Yeah, he's caused us problems in the past. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's decent, man. <clears throat> he's like, we need to sign on a permanent deal. Then yeah. you've got um, Kieran Trippier, he's been excellent. He's, been, he's still injured, he's coming back soon, by the way. But he's been that injured foot injury, and he has been absolutely fantastic since he's came. I mean, he's two free kicks, defends mm. properly, gets forward, puts his left across in as well, defends properly. Yeah, Dan Burn. I mean, he's good. Solid defender. Wins everything in the air, pretty much. But his positional play at times can be a bit of a letdown. Like, he switches off. He switched off against um, Hyvert. He switched off with uh, Roby, yeah? But defence against Spurs, he was awful second half. That's the worst I've seen in play. And if you go to Chris Wood, what can I say? I mean, he does his best. But slightly made a difference, um, anyhow, yeah. being those four players in. But I'd already keep two. The rest of them would be squad players at best. I can't lie. But mm. I hope, I mean, Dan Byrne, I love him, by the way. That's the thing. But if you're going to take that, if you're going to get a defender, it has to be a stellar defender. So it's going to come in and make a difference. Yeah. But yeah. I expect him more signings, mate. I really do. But um, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking here. Um, it says Leicester are going to probably. Um, uh, rotate his squad. I think I I could put my house on that. Uh, James Justin, Daniel Amati, Soyun Chu will probably all pop back into the side. So that you know that's what we're saying as well. Ryan Fraser it says for Newcastle um, he sustained a hamstring injury in Wolves and he's unlikely to play. But midfielder Joe Wilcox could return despite nursing an ongoing knee issue. I mean Willock was the guy that. Everybody at Newcastle was raving about last season, and I know you didn't have many players to rave about last season under Steve Bruce. Uh, you went and made the deal permanent. Is he living up to your expectations? Um, I'm not gonna lie, I mean, when he first came in, I thought he's absolutely fantastic. You know, he's got eight goals in 14 games, 
which kept yeah. us basically kept us up. It's a one-man band, you know. But this yeah. season he hasn't started well because he's been carrying an injury of some sort. He has to be the same player, but he's getting back to his best. He's trying to get back to his best. He scored against West Ham, which he mm. got us that equalising goal. But at the end of the day, I mean, he's coming on. He the thing is, right? He's been rumoured that he's unsettled and he wants to turn back to London. Yeah, that's that is that is not true. He's happy in Newcastle. So he's got his family and his dad up in Newcastle to be with him. So yeah. that's been sorted out. But Joel Willock, it hasn't been effective than he was last season. But one thing I will say, on this day, I think he'd be absolutely a stellar player. Him, he, This guy is lit. And if he comes on the way he was from last season, then I think you've got a player on our hands, yeah? But if he does come in, then I'll definitely drop John Joe Shelby. No disrespect for John Joe. He's been good in the past, but I think um, his time is up at Newcastle. His time is up. If you want to take that step forward, then his time is up. And I'll be happy. I've got the feeling when I've been listening to sort of different Newcastle channels that he isn't he isn't the most popular player <laughs> at the moment with the fans. Not him well. People are picking Shelby up. Like people say, ah, look, don't get us wrong, he's slightly better, but he has to really yeah. improve. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Shelby, yeah. But again, if he goes in the summer, I shan't shed a tear. He's been yeah. a great servant, but there's better midfielders that than John Joe Shelby. I can't lie. Because yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, it's, it keeps in his Hollywood passage, doesn't come off at all. Anyhow, he keeps bigging them up here, bigging them up here, saying he's the world's best midfielder. He's not. Right. I mean, for me, if I want to go into the top 10 and go to Europe, Shelby's not going to get us there. So I want yeah. to see new players coming in. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I get that, and uh, I'm, I'm surprised when I do see his name pop up every week. But uh, we're gonna, we're gonna end uh, in a second. We're gonna go through some score predictions. Yeah, um, and we'll do that straight after this. Yeah, thanks for watching. If you haven't already, please give us a, a subscribe on YouTube. It really means a lot to us. Um, now, I've um, we, we I do a league with uh, ex players, um, and they sort of given me their 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 well, I'm bottom of the league, so it shows what I know. But uh, they've given me uh, their predictions. Now, Ian Marshall, he's gone for one all draw. Um, Ian Wilson thinks that just as a squad we're going to be, uh, you know, knackered after midweek. So it's three. He's gone for three-one to you. Wow. Uh, Jerry Taggart, who's who's leading the league, has gone two-one to you. Uh, Steve Walsh, defender's gone two-one to us. Uh, Steve Linex has gone one-all. So there's not a lot of you know <laughs> positive yeah. in this, which is worrying when it comes from your own side. Um, I've gone. For, I've gone for a three-one. I, I think we 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 were on a high. We you know we're into our first ever European semi-final, and we're hitting form. And I think we could, you know, teams that are above us, they're struggling. You know, Brighton was were up there. They're right below us now. Palace has had a good start. They've dropped down. West Ham are dropping down like a like a like I said, Bryce Nickers on a wedding night. So. Seventh and actually Europe that way is not out of the question. It's going to be hard, but I've gone for a three-one win to Leicester because I just think I think we're going to make those changes, so we'll, we'll be reasonably fresh. And like I say, I think 
we, we want to end the season on a high with, with the problem season we've had, and uh, we need to keep the wins going. Um, obviously, you're not going to go for a 3-1 to Leicester. <laughs> so what, uh, what do you think <laughs> is going to be? We might be. I mean, like this time last, uh, when we played you at the end of last season, every Newcastle fan was predicting a Leicester win. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's under Steve Bruce. I mean, you know what he's yeah. like. And um, it was 2-1 to use last season's in Genesis. And um, was, it, was it 4-2? Was it 4-2 or where last season? Beat these four goals I think, was, I think it might have been 4-3. Uh, let me just have a, have a look. Um, no, it was 2-4, yeah. 2-4. Yeah, 2-4, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it sure, didn't he? He ran the sure that year. But um, yeah. Callum Wilson too as well. But um, yeah, I'm going to go 2-1 to Newcastle because um, look, at home, we're trying to make yeah. it a fortress again, yeah? I mean, four games straight. We're going for a fifth game, home win straight. And, you know, the fans um, expect us to do to perform every single game at home. And if we win this game, I think we're good as I think we're good as um, safe, Chris. You know what I mean? Because yeah. what's going on at Burnley, sort of thing as well. I mean, yeah. that's a yeah. huge mistake. They should never sat Sean Dice. No way. <laughs> what I, I, the well, I actually, I mean, I actually, uh, I actually put on Twitter. You know, are are Burnley turning into Watford? And somebody, somebody tweeted me back and said, "Well, no, they've had one manager for ten years." Mm. And yes, they have, but. I didn't mean in that way, but I mean change sacking a manager like they did, like Watford did with Pearson. I reckon if they'd kept Pearson, they might have stayed up the uh, a couple of seasons ago. But yeah. they've they've actually they've got rid of not only Sean Dyche but the assistant manager, the coach. So they've got rid of all the top players and they've put in a captain and a um, youth coach or something in charge. They're not going to keep them up. And the best chance of coming back up would have been with Sean Dyche. I mean, they're definitely not down. Mm. They're going to struggle. Who's going to, you know, who's going to be available now that they can get, that can come in? Um, I, I just think it's a weird thing that they've sacked, uh, sacked Sean Dyche now. I don't get it at all. I really don't. I think it's an absolute joke. It's an absolute fast. I mean, what Sean Dyche has done for nearly 10 years in charge Right, yeah. he's got them, got them out twice in the championship, and he kept them stable in the Premier League. Now, the biggest, well, right? a few seasons ago, yeah, crazy <laughs> man. He got in the Europe, mm-hmm. Europa League, they were kick away from beating Olympiacos again to the Euro, European Europe, Europa League, um, proper, right? Yeah. I would do that a fee for Burnley, make some money there, not a lot, but make some money there. But yeah. the, what I'm gonna say is as well. That um, I think that um, who brought in Max Cornier and Valt Fagos? I don't think it was Sean Dash's signings, by the way. I don't think it was at all. Right. I think it's over gone over his heat because Sean Dash likes to sign British players at his club. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. and that's how it is. And I just think it's going to be, um, I think Burnley now, and he laid loaded with debt as well because Alan Pitt, um, Alan Pitt, well, the warden of the club. If I got his name right, um, went to try to buy some Hampton Football Club, yeah, and mm. they weren't having none of it because they they didn't take them seriously. Yeah, they're trying to win the debt. Now he went to Burnley, got them in the debt. Some Hampton dodge dodge a bullet there as well. I can't lie, mm. but the bottom line is again that um, what can I say? I mean, um, I think Burnley have um, shot themselves in the foot there. They should have waited the end of the season, take yeah. stock, then get. 
them back up in the Premier League and then do something about it. Do you know what I mean? But I think if Burnley gets relegated now, they haven't got Sean Dyche to look after, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the best chance of bringing them back up, I think, as well, you know. But, but hey. You know I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but look, John, thanks so much for coming on and thank you for sticking with it through all your problems. That's right, man. And um, um, can you hear us? To Leicester, uh, and Scott went 2 0. Yeah. Uh, Scott says, What is more worrying if it's true if the owners could be willing, could be selling up if Burnley go down? Well, they've not been there long, I don't think, the owners. So that will be interesting. John, I'm going to see you tomorrow at three o'clock when I'm back on your channel. Sure. Looking forward to it. Shout out and, uh, can watch us tomorrow at three. Fantastic. Can't wait, man. Yeah, just give a shout out to where, where, where we can find you at three o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, sure. You can find us on um, John Sinclair TV on YouTube and it will be linked on to Twitter, Facebook and Twitch. So you can watch us live on those platforms as well. And um, yeah, just find us John Sinclair TV. And if you'd like to find us on Twitter, it's John Sinclair, John and NEFC42. Then if you want to see Instagram, it's John Sinclair50, Facebook, John Sinclair TV, and Twitch, John Sinclair TV again. So watch Ooh. us on those platforms. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, I will see you tomorrow. Um, good luck for the season after this weekend, of course. You know, I hope <laughs> I hope you lose this weekend naturally. Um, but no, and you're safe. I mean, even if you do lose, I think uh, you're not going to go down. You're going to be here another season. You've got yeah. a good young manager, and yeah. you know, good luck. And and uh, just great that you're going to go and smash that uh, those those big six clubs hopefully out the water. So good luck, mate. thank All you very much, my guy. See you tomorrow. Thanks, Anderson. Take, Take care. Bye-bye. He, he went. Bye, John. <laughs> Take care. Yeah, so I'm on his channel tomorrow at 3 o'clock. I'm popping over now to do another uh, Newcastle channel, and I am then on another Newcastle channel at 5 o'clock. Um, and then um, I think I might have a show on Sunday as well. I've got a show Sunday night on a Newcastle thing. Hey, I'm on Newcastle more than I'm on Leicester at the moment. What can I say? Thanks to everybody that was watching. I do appreciate it. I say, if you are watching on YouTube, uh, please smash the likes, share the uh, video if you are able to. And if you haven't done already, please, please, please give us a subscribe. We're, we're slowly on the way to 2000. So if you can subscribe, it really does mean a lot to us. And if you've been listening on your po uh, podcast platform, whether that be Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify, or any other one, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate that. I'm going to go now. I'm going to say be on uh, the Tune Review uh, in 15 minutes. So that's Tune Review on YouTube. And then I've got um, Turf Morehouse TV. If he's not still crying into his uh, Hovis, um, we're looking at um, uh, Dan's predictions at 9.30. Thanks very much, everybody. Take care and uh, thanks for watching. And we'll see, see you on here tomorrow at 1.30. Hopefully, if we can get a Newcastle fans still for the watch along. Take care, stay safe, and thanks very much for watching. Good night now. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.
Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.